Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Well, it's been referred to as the biggest trade show on the planet. The Consumer Electronics Show goes is every year. It's, us- it's usually held in Las Vegas. And they had something like 182 182,000 attendees covering 2.5 million square feet of exhibition space. Now, folks, that is a big space. So we're going to talk to somebody who's just returned from the uh, CES, as we're going to affectionately call it. Uh, Deborah Berlin is the founder of Consumer Policy Solutions, and she also has something called Project goal. Debbie, it's so nice to see you. Every year when you go to the the big show, I'm always interested in seeing what you come back with because you come back with great information covering a realm of topics. So let's let's start out. But first off, tell our listeners, what is Project Goal? Sure. Thanks, Shirley. And it's always great to come back and have this conversation. Project Goal is the project to get older adults online and it focuses on aging and technology. And boy, does that fit in with what we're going to talk about today. But it also fits in with no matter what your age is, you're going to be interested in the things that are going on in the technology world. Absolutely. And and this is a huge and just an astonishing show. I kept reading about some of the things that they were doing there. But let's let's go to the subject of what you found at the show this year. What was sure. What was some of the highlights for you? Sure. So uh, as in every year in the past few years, there are so many new and innovative technologies for all consumers. As you mentioned, it's a, it's a huge, huge show. So for the aging community, there are a number of different devices that are of interest in helping that community. There are uh, wellness and fitness devices. There's information for health assistance. There are robotic devices. And what I've noticed over the past maybe three years, so three years ago, I saw a couple of robotic devices. Now there's a huge section um, integrated all over the show floor of different robotic devices. In terms of wellness and fitness, it's it's a whole exhibition space now for wellness and fitness devices. Um, smarter homes, a whole special section on smart homes now. So ways that you can have lighting in the home controlled and, of course, thermostat control. And safety and security in the home is a huge issue for aging adults and and there are so many now systems that you can get to integrate in your home uh, for safety and security, which is so, so important. Um, so everything that you see, I haven't mentioned one big area, which is autonomous vehicles, self-driving vehicles. I think it was two, maybe two years or so ago that we saw the first self-driving vehicle on the show floor at CES. Now there are not only self-driving individual automobiles, but now we have 
uh, autonomous vehicles in every shape and size, those for public transportation as well as for individual use, very creative uses for uh, self-driving vehicles. Well, those, I think, particularly for the elderly population, uh, as they particularly are elderly, elderly, and who perhaps their driving is not what it ought to be, um, how will that – do you have any idea how that will impact on people who suddenly become – they find themselves, their kids don't want them to drive anymore or whatnot? It seems to me this would be a great thing for freedom for seniors. Absolutely. Absolutely. For aging individuals, for those with mobility issues, mm-hmm. for those with hearing loss, what we're seeing is – and even for vision loss with diminishing, diminishing vision – we may be uh, a few, you know, we're obviously years away from being able to get into a fully autonomous vehicle and get on the road. But when we can, it will make a huge mm-hmm. difference in the independence of the aging community to be able that's to a, have that's that. That's a really exciting thing because it is. I have people telling me, well, they don't want their parents to drive anymore. And, and so, and you know, that really, that, that can lead to depression and all kinds of issues in the senior population when yeah. suddenly your mobility is gone. Right. Um, and and the ability to move from place to place, to go out to dinner, to do all of those yes. things that, that really make life a joy. Um, it, it's it's interesting because you go there and you look at it from one perspective because this is what you do. You're interested in how development and technology is helping people, the senior community. Were there things there that were particularly exciting for you in terms of these developments? Now, of course, the the uh, autonomous—is it called autonomous? Is that what we call them? The self, self-driving vehicles, self-driving. autonomous vehicles. Or it's the same. Whatever. Thing. Yeah. Whatever. It gets you there without you having to worry about it. Right. Okay. Right. Right. They go on their own. <laughs> they go on their own. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, well, even the developments in the cars that are available now, they have mm-hmm, some really mm-hmm. innovative things. Right. There's a scale. There's a scale of from one to five, five mm-hmm. being fully autonomous mm-hmm. of, of vehicles. And now we're, you know, we're in cars that are that have features mm-hmm. that make them easier to drive that have oh, yes. safety features that, as you oh, know, yes. Yes, my uh, husband that, has one of those that tell you, you know, stop on their own, tell you what to do from one lane to another. So there there are many innovations. Many safety features. Many safety features. When I drive his vehicle and then I get into mine, which doesn't have any of those things. And one of the things that I find that is so particularly useful is when you're, for example, you're on the Beltway and you're merging. And it's got these little lights and little Mm -hmm. beepers and all kinds of things that tells me whether or not there's somebody in my view mirror that I can't see, but yeah. I should know about. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing. Those tremendous innovations. In right. Terms We've of gone safety. beyond just backup cameras. So Absolutely. there's a lot of safety features and, and it's great. Uh, so, you know, and it, it, the other creativity in the, the autonomous vehicle space is that we're seeing companies that are using that technology to improve communities. So, uh, so, Along with some um, accessibility advocates, we met with a company that is working on autonomous vehicles in retirement communities to help individuals get around in a retirement community without Mm -hmm. having to get in individual cars or be limited in their own mobility Mm -hmm. within a retirement community. So we're seeing very creative ways of using mm-hmm. the technology. Mm-hmm. So this is a very exciting use of that 
innovation. Oh, absolutely. It, it really is. I, I, it, it's very exciting to me. It's a little intimidating in a way. Got to learn to use all that stuff. But yes, nevertheless, absolutely. We'll, absolutely. we'll gradually acclimate ourselves to doing that. Um, and, and I think that, that it's interesting for you because you go there every year and you see how things are changing and progressive, progressing. Yes. So let's just yes. take, a, take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Deborah Berlin. She is the founder of Consumer Consumer Policy Solutions and Project Goal. And we're talking about her recent visit to the Consumer Electronics Show and all the exciting things that came out of it. Now, Debbie, one of the things before we went on the air, you mentioned uh, 5G. Now, we're all hearing about 5G, 5G. How is this going to impact? And it's not here yet, but it's it's around the it's, corner. It's actually starting. There are... Uh, companies that have 5G in some cities, uh, and so 5G is around the corner. It, it is it is starting and tell to us, be present. Tell our listeners why they should be excited about <clears throat> it. So 5G means the fifth generation of wireless technology. So that's what it means. We've had 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, which is what most people have. 4G uh, available now. 5G is this next generation of wireless. And what it means is super fast speeds, which will move more data, um, lower latency, which is, you know, no, no delay, uh, and the ability to connect many more devices, which is really critical. So that's important for all of our smarter devices, that we can have many more devices a, running on the network. Right, right now, there's concerns about shortages of, of space, right? Right, right. So what's important with 5G when I talk about what I just spent some time talking about our self-driving vehicles is that 5G will make it possible for these self-driving vehicles to communicate better with one another, to communicate, which will be so important on the road mm-hmm. that that um, as our vehicles get smarter, that they can communicate with one another and that also it'll be easier for managing traffic. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's one example of how 5G will make a, a real difference uh, in terms of the innovations that we see. <clears throat> what, how far down the road? Uh, do you have a crystal ball there? When you say that some cities now do have 5G, how, how some, long do you are, think it's going to be Companies are really starting to it? roll 5G out, and I think that there is, you know, what we are seeing, as as you know, you're reading about it, is this race for 5G. Mm-hmm. The U.S. wants to be at the forefront of getting 5G out. We were get, we at, we were at the front in getting 4G out, and it made a real difference um, to our, our digital economy. And so it's really important for the U.S. to be at the forefront of getting 5G mm-hmm. out there. Uh, so, you know, look for the next few years to be very critical in terms of getting 5G out there. Okay, so we're we're hoping that that's going to happen. So, you well, know, certainly yeah. 4G was was many steps above 3G because of Absolutely. the time accessibility and, and, and everything what, else. And what happens surely is that, you know, when we have all of this new um, new exciting uh, opportunity with faster speed, uh, lower latency, innovations will follow. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with 4G. That's what's going to happen with 5G. Innovations will bloom. Sure. Um, so, you know, one thing that I, I 
saw with CES and experienced with CES is that we had uh, so much there on the show floor. But what was – so we had, you know, great deal on the show floor. But I think this year of CES was sort of a transformational year about – it wasn't so much of the – what was there, it was how we're going to get to the next level of innovation. And the how is with 5G, and the other component is artificial intelligence. That's what it was all about. It's about 5G, the the network, the 5G wireless network, and artificial intelligence. Okay, now define to me how is artificial intelligence going to impact so five. So art, artificial intelligence is already integrated in so many of our devices. Um, so our voice assistant assistive devices that we can talk about. As I roll my eyes. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I want to mention any of them, just in case we have any connected no, in this going, room. We're not okay, going to. but but you know we have our Amazon. Um, Echo and a Google Home and uh, in your phone you've got Siri. You know, all of these are empowered by artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and, and more. And we will see more and more of our devices empowered by artificial intelligence. So this is inter- integrated and important in, in improving the functionality of so many of our innovations mm-hmm. uh, and beneficial to consumers to have this sort of technology, making well, our devices you know, it, smarter. It is beneficial to consumers, but consumers need to understand that you're giving up something when you have these devices. I have to, I have to tell everybody what I just learned from a friend of mine. She had Alexa. I mean, it's no reflection on Alexa, but that was the one the device that she had. And now, you day, do know, Shirley, that when you're saying that word, you're turning on everybody's device Alexa. back at home. Yes. That's right. Hey, Alexa. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Um, that's right. I hadn't really thought about that. That's why I was careful. <laughs> yes. Drive carefully, please. Um, anyway, let's say her personal assistant device was, um, was turned on, and she... Found, she got an order, a package delivered one day that was 27 pounds of hand lotion. That's what the package weighed. That's a lot of hand lotion. Yes. So she contacted the company that sent it to her and said, why am I getting this? And they said, well, you ordered it through your personal assistant. And she said, no, I didn't. Well, I have to tell you, since that day, it has not been plugged in in her house. And I think that there has to be some way that consumers can feel like their privacy is not being invaded, but at yet the same time have the ability to use these devices. And I don't think we've gotten a balance out of that yet because we've heard a lot of stories that call for action from consumers where similar things have happened. And so, I mean, we had one instance of not a call for action, but it was local news that somebody's – address book had been sent to some a stranger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it seems to me like we've got maybe a little bit of work to do on the protection side of it mm-hmm. for consumers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, so I, I work, when I work on Project Goal and look at aging and technology, there are 
huge benefits for the aging community Mm -hmm. with the technology and the innovations that we are seeing today. There are also challenges, and there are also things that we need to ensure we make sure are integrated into um, our innovations as they are developed, and and safety, security, and privacy Mm -hmm. are at the top of that list. And a lot of companies are concerned about providing all of those things. Absolutely. So I think sometimes, however, there are unintended consequences of some of the things. Let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Deborah Berlin. She is the founder of Consumer Policy Solutions and Project Goal, and we're talking about her experiences at the Consumer Electronics Show. But you did mention before we went on the air that one of the things that surprised you about the show, that there didn't seem to be one big thing. There were a lot of things. But was that a little bit different from what you've seen in the past? Yeah. In years past, uh, I've gone to CES, and it's the year that, for example, they introduced the 3D printer. Mm-hmm. And another year— Oh, I remember you talking about that. That yeah. was astonishing. And, and remember how exciting that was. Mm-hmm. There was one 3D printer, and then the next year there were 10, and now— Every school has a 3D printer in in its you know in its classroom or somewhere in the school. Uh, in in what and then another year it was the drones. So you know a drone was introduced and now we have look at our skies. So um, there there wasn't that one big news tech. Uh, that doesn't mean that there weren't hundreds of innovations at CES. And so, you know, the excitement of CES is what can we see for consumers in terms of innovations? And, you know, as as I look at, at what consumers can get out of technology and innovations, again, not to repeat the message, but it's maybe not as much as the big story it's the story of what we can empower our mm-hmm. innovations with. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, the capability of more speed, of being able to have our devices connect, of, um, you know, of, of being able to have these devices capable of more for consumers. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was a little bit more of the story from CES, of the capabilities that these innovations Mm -hmm. will have going forward. Just keep your eye on it and see what's happening from year to year. It's amazing what what is going on. As a matter of fact, I think I saw a commercial somewhere about smart luggage that follows you. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to push it or do anything with it. Yes. How does it know it's me? (laughs) Yeah, and that has, that, that smart luggage was on the floor not this year but in a previous year so um that's exciting and that think about it that's wonderful for someone who doesn't who can't see you know someone who is who is blind someone who has if they're using uh they used to use a crutches right or a walker walker. anything exactly have something like that that can can follow you i mean that would be fantastic i would think in a grocery store Mm -hmm. for example to have a cart they could follow you. Right. White technology that's going to be used at the luggage could be used in any of those things. I yes. Would think. Yes. For so many of us. Yeah. Or, you know, for a mother who has to carry an infant. Oh, yes. And has her hands full. 
you know, we or find you your grandchildren. Right. We find we find it's like curb cuts. Right. You know, what was the value of curb cuts? It wasn't just for someone in a wheelchair. It was also for someone who um, was pushing a stroller, mm-hmm. was riding Absolutely. a bike for all sorts of different uses. And that's what we find with technology. It's mm-hmm. often not just for the individual it was not, created Not for. even the, maybe the intent, the original intention, right. the purpose of it, which can be repurposed to, to fit other, exactly. other needs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be doing what you're doing and looking at how these applications can help seniors. And I would think for the children of those people who are concerned, then, of course, it's going to be very exciting for them, too, because of the things that are coming down the road. Yes. So, uh, that, that, that's fascinating. Any other takeaways that you want to talk about from the conference? We have a few minutes. Well, it's always fun, Shirley, to see the, the entertainment side of CES. And so, you know, was there any one thing? My fav- one of my favorite things is always to walk around and, and look at the, um, the latest TVs. <laughs> so has absolutely – it does have something to do with all of us that spend any time – looking and sitting at home uh and everybody always enjoys the innovations of tv and if you look at what were the top 10 new innovations at ces this past year it was the um roll-up tv which you know rolls out Say what it, you mean you don't have to have that huge screen glaring at you all the time it's a tv screen that rolls out of a small bar at the base and it just rolls up so that was very exciting. It's like the old movie projector screens used to do. And then there's another one, but it rolls up from the bottom. Rolls up. And then there's an, there was another TV that um, is 8K. So, you know, you had 4K. And this one, when it's off, so instead of looking at a black screen, it turns into a, um, a beautiful work of art. So you're looking at an old master So you can decide picture. what you're going to have on your wall. You can decide what you have on your wall. I love it. So instead of looking at a, a black screen, you're looking at a work of art. Yeah. So when we can all afford that, that is a <laughs> lovely option. So but you know, you it's know, amazing how fast prices come down. They when do hit the competitive market. I mean, it's amazing. Yes, and as soon as they are working on the next innovation, mm-hmm. the old Those innovation come comes right down. Yeah. So that's the fun side of CES, and entertainment is huge for for every individual, particularly older individuals. And the nice thing about the companies that are working on these is that they are also looking for ways to make these accessible. So let me bring it back to uh, Mm -hmm. my issues, that they are looking for ways to make these accessible. So for those who can't see, to make sure that the remote controls are accessible, for those who can't see, for those with hearing loss, for mobility issues. And those are always important components. Well, and, and like someone who's blind, and has to move, there are devices that will help you through that process. Glass, yes. And and, uh, I've seen many innovations in that space, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. which are great. Glasses that help you connect. And glasses if you have a a, um, significant loss of eyesight but have remaining eyesight. It's it's just, it is astonishing. It's exciting. It's a very exciting thing. We've made tremendous pro- progress. We And what's great is that the smartphones now have so many apps 
that are helpful for those with hearing loss. Oh, yes. Where yes. you can adjust hearing aids with apps and all of that. Debbie, it's I can't believe the time's gone. It's just astonishing. It always does, It Shirley. always <laughs> does because it's a fascinating subject, and I, I love technology. I'm not scared of it. Only the privacy implications of it, which we'll have to get into another time. But I want to thank you so much for being here and talking about your experiences and sharing it with us and giving us a little bit of a glimpse into the future. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Shirley. Always great. My guest has been Deborah Berlin. She's the founder of Consumer Policy Solutions and Project Goal. I'm Shirley Rooker. You've been listening to us right here on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. You can reach me, Shirley, at callforaction.org. Thank you. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. <laughs>